Hey, good to see you here. You are currently listening to Inspire Church Metro Manila. We are one church in multiple locations, and we exist to inspire people to fulfill their God-given potential. We are so glad that you're tuning in right now. Welcome home. Learn more about us by visiting inspiremetro.live. Lean in and enjoy. Welcome to Inspire Church. And happy Father's Day. It is great to be with you all. Excited to have everybody here. We got some new people in the house. It's so good. Hey, look, look, look. Right now, actually, we are also having an in-person service at the fourth floor of Virtus North. So I'm not sure what time you're watching right now. But look, if you're in the area, drop by 30, 3.30 is going to be an amazing time. We're giving away steaks. Let's go. <laughs> for the dads, for you online, we've got some gifts for you also. So don't forget to uh, fill out whatever that needs to be filled out. But look, look, look. This beginning of this message, this beginning of this time. Nahulog, aba? joke. But honestly, guys, I'm, ex I'm excited that you're here. Because I've been praying for you. I've been praying Numbers chapter 6. And it says this, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. I've been praying that as He says, the Lord bless you and keep you. I'm, I'm praying that His gentle yet firm hand is evident on your life. I've been praying that His face shines upon you, that when it seems like all is lost and it seems like everything is dark, that all of a sudden the light that only comes from Him shines into your life. I've been praying for the peace that goes beyond all understanding to be with you. Look, you're watching for a purpose. You're watching for a reason. And I need you to understand that today we are continuing on the topic of faith. So I'm praying faith for you. Come on, guys. You pray. I'm praying for faith to rise up wherever you are. Praying that the Lord's presence will be so personal with you that at the end of this moment, you are going to see that God is for you and not against you. That you're going to have the faith to believe the impossible. Look, today's your day. Because God has placed you specifically in this place. Fathers, I'm so glad that you're tuning in. Listen to me, anybody could be a dad, but it's hard to be a father. So I'm thankful that you are watching because you want to grow. You want to learn. You want to learn how to father your family, father the generations. Now pray blessings upon you. So today, as we enter the Word of God, allow our hearts to be ready. Allow our minds to lean in. Let us let God show us how much He is good. You pray with me, Lord God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will begin to minister to everybody tuning in. That the atmosphere now in the name of Jesus will begin to shift. That there will be a sense of peace. That there will be a sense of focus, Lord God. I pray against all distractions, Lord, that they will begin to minimize right now. That it seems like time has been pressed on pause because you want to speak to us personally. So Lord, help us. Help me to preach. Help us to listen. Lord, we love you. And we thank you so much, Lord, for this opportunity. We thank you for this technology. 
to be able to hear your voice. And so, Lord, we pray against any fear right now, Lord, that we gain that faith, Lord, to begin to ready ourselves to not just be online, but to meet in person, Lord God, so that we can surround ourselves with saints, that we can worship together. But I also pray for those who are limited or only can be online. I thank you for their faith. Thank you for them, Lord. Encourage them, Lord God. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, we all pray. Amen and amen, 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 amen. Hey, look, today I want to talk about faith. Come on, let me guys hear, hear you guys say faith. faith. I want to talk about faith. I preached a, few, a message a couple of weeks ago, if you don't remember. Um, do you remember what message I preached? A faith. What did you say? Stand your ground. What did I preach before that? All right, faith in the dark. You guys, none of you knew because it's still in the dark. I, I was reading from Genesis chapter 15, and I was looking at Abraham's faith in the dark when all of the situations and the worries were darkening his vision. And I was, when I was reading it again, there was just so much more that God imparted into my spirit. And I felt like we had to just dwell in, in, in Genesis 15 a little bit more. Because if you're like me, this season sometimes makes my faith lower. It doesn't totally wash it away, but sometimes I have faith in God, but I'm not sure I have faith to do what God has called me to do. Does that make sense? And so today, I want us to understand that God wants to give us faith. Specifically, the topic of this message is He wants to give us faith to see. He wants to give us faith to see. So let me read you Genesis chapter 15 real quick once again. And it says this, After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, or Abram. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. How beautiful is that promise? Like, don't be afraid. I'm your shield. I'm there to protect you. I'm your great reward. And all of a sudden, Abram, instead of receiving that beautiful promise of shield and the reward, look what he says in verse 2. Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, you have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my Air. So instead of focusing on the promises of God, he immediately focuses on the problem. Anybody guilty? Then it goes on, then the word of the Lord came to him. The man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. And here we go. This is where I want to focus on verse 5. Look what God does. He took him outside. Somebody say outside. outside. He takes Abram outside and said, look up at the sky. There's a bird, there's a plane. And they joke like, look, 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 up, look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can't count them, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. I want to have faith to see. I remember we had the privilege a couple of years ago before the pandemic. We were able to go to um, Tokyo, right? We went to Japan and Sa Saitama and all over there. And, and our auntie and our uncle took us to Disney Sea. Yeah, it was great. And, and, you know, my little daughter and my son, and we're walking around. I'm more excited than them, right? Like, I've never been here before, right? And it was like Easter, and everybody in Disneyland were like, Happy Easter! Like, it was so cool. It was so cool. And, and there was this big, huge parade. It's a sea, Disney Sea. So the parade is all in the water, 
and it's all boats and jet skis and all of these things. And of course, because of this, this amazing show, there are hundreds and hundreds of people surrounding the lake. They're watching, it's crowded, it's all of this. And I love the faith of a child. Because the faith of a child is, you know, they, all they see is what they want and how to get there. And so as an adult, you know, we're like, oh, you know, we want to be respectful. We want to just go from the side. But as a kid, they want to sneak in. They could find ways, right? And, and I remember my kids wanting to go in. They're trying to find a way to be able to see what's happening. But because of there's so many people, because there's so much people, what happens is even though they try, they are blocked by a wall of Japanese, right? <laughs> the wall of, of people. And so what did I do? Of course, like any father would do, you would pick up your child, place them on your shoulder so that they can have a different perspective than they already have. So I picked up my daughter and I placed her on my shoulder. I picked up my son and I placed him on top of my daughter's shoulder. And I, just, I picked up my wife and then I placed him. <laughs> I picked up my daughter and I, all I did was I, I carried her so that she can see what's ahead of her. I'm bringing this up because there are, are times where we are, are, well, our vision may be blocked. We might be crowded out by things of this world. But I need you to understand, just as a father's love for my daughter, the father God's love for us is he wants you to see what he has in store for you. I need us to have the faith to see. Somebody say, have the faith to see. So how do we have the faith to see? I love Abram. Abram's a man who, with faith, followed God. He didn't know God. His dad worshipped, uh, you know, idols. But he had the faith to follow God. But of course, like any human nature, there comes doubt when you begin to not see things going the way you plan. So then he, God tells him, don't worry, don't be afraid, I'm your shield. And of course he goes, no, look, 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 what's the point? Like, what's the point? What's the point if you have all these promises, but I don't have what I want right now? I brought that up in Faith in the Dark. What's the point of you telling me this? What's the point of the Bible showing me if I don't have what I want? Because I want a son, but I'm not going to have a son. So how did God, listen to me, how did God, how did God increase the faith of Abram to be able to see the faithfulness of God. He says this. He took him outside. He took him outside. He took him outside. See, some of us here, we've been stuck inside of a tent. Abram's been in a tent, and he's in a tent, and he's worrying. Oh, my gosh, I don't know how to do it. What's going to happen? My wife is old. I'm old. I don't know how we're going to have generations. God promised me this, but I don't know any way I can do this. What is going on? But what happens is when we get stuck in a tent, in other words, when our vision is limited, what happens is we no longer dwell on what God can do. We simply dwell on what is actually happening. When we're in a tent, all of a sudden, we can get suffocated by, by, by the four walls. We can be suffocated by the wall of doubt. We can be suffocated by the wall of worry. We can be suffocated by the, by the wall of expectations. We can be suffocated by the wall of what, what, what I can do personally. 
A lot of times our dreams are diminished and just like oxygen, our oxygen it begins to disappear because we are isolated in a tent. Have you been isolating yourself? Oh, I think with this pandemic, have we been stuck in our homes and we've lost sight of the greatness and the glory of our God? It's time for us to go outside. It's time for us to go outside. Come on, tell somebody, go outside. We got go, to go outside. Because when I'm stuck inside, I'm stuck inside my head. Nobody wants to see what's in my head. I don't want to see what's in your head. I do not want to see what's in your head. You're creative. Pastor Mike said the creatives. The creatives are amazing. They know how to creatively sin. You know, that's a, that's a, and I'm just kidding. Kind of true, kind of true. Well, how do we get outside of our mind, right? How do we get outside of our mind? Abram said, go outside. God tells Abram, go outside. Maybe you're here and you're suffocated. Maybe you're in, in, in your home and you've lost courage. Maybe you're in your home and you got so comfortable that you've lost the power to dream. Or maybe you've been so isolated and so drained by just being, looking through a, a glass, because that's what a computer is. You can't find true connection by just looking through a glass. It's okay, but it can't go deeper than being in someone's presence. Does that make sense? And so how do we, or how did God take Abram outside? What did he do? He said, hey, look up into the sky. He took him out. Just imagine the staleness of the tent. You ever been into a house or into a room and it's just stale? Like it just feels like, man, open a window. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's, sometimes you're in your house so much you can't even smell the smells. Because you're so used to it, right? Like when you come in, then you're like, oh. I remember my parents always going into my room. They're like, clean your room, bajo. Right? I'm like, no, it doesn't smell like anything, right? Sometimes we get so used to it that we don't even realize that we are sitting in our stench. It's time to go outside. Because outside is the freshness, the wind, the air, the beauty of God's creation. And so God tells him to go outside. And for us, God is telling us to go outside. Where is he telling you to go outside? And look, 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 look. Yes, physically, sometimes we got to go outside. You got to see what's beyond you. You got to see like the creation. That's why I love biking up into the mountains of Rizal, right? And, and up to Sierra Madre. Because it's just creation. It's just quiet. Sometimes it's so quiet it hurts my ears. You know what I mean? Like I'm not used to it. So he tells him to go outside. Here, this is where we need to go outside. You guys ready? If you want to see the greatness of God again. If you want the faith to see again. You want the faith to dream again. You want the faith to see beyond the dark. You want the faith to believe again. This is what we got to do. Number one, we need to go outside of our perspective. We got to go outside of our perspective. What is a perspective? Do you know what a perspective is, Mayrin? What's the definition of perspective? What do you think or see? That's good. How about you? What, what is the definition of perspective? Same as Mayrin. <laughs> Good answer, good answer. 
Witty, witty. Perspective means this, a particular attitude toward or way of regarding something, a point of view. It's my attitude toward something. It's my, my way of regarding something. It's when I see something, it's how I project the worth of something. Here's the thing about perspective. Just because it's your point of view doesn't mean it's the whole view. I hate when people say, you know what? There is all these people. Or they did, you know, so many people said this. They, I, I've heard that. You ever hear that? And then I usually go, how many is so many? Then usually it's like one or two. I go, that's not that many. Like why are we, your perspective, two people is many? No. See, sometimes our perspective is not the whole view. Your view doesn't mean it's the whole view of the world. Your view of God doesn't mean it's the whole view of God. I'm reminded of Elijah. Elijah is one of the most powerful prophets. He's the one who stood up to the prophets of Baal. And he said, come on, let's battle. You go cry out to your God, I'll cry out to my God. He goes, all right, go cry out to your God. Let's burn this altar with fire. Cry out to your God. They're, they're crying out to their God. They're cutting themselves as their ritual. Nothing is happening. And Elijah has the boldness to say, San yung God mo sa CR ba? Oh. My LBM ba? Like literally, that's what Elijah says. Does your God have LBM? He's stuck in the, in the toilet. So Elijah goes, all right, is it my turn? God, let's go. He's so powerful. But like any person dealing with insecurity, sometimes... Elijah, there was a time where he was so confident, but then all of a sudden somebody says, hey, I'm going to kill you. You ever, you ever been in a good mood, but then someone talks bad about you? Yeah. Or some, you're, some, you're proud of something, but then maybe someone says, no, I don't think that's good enough. Yeah. And all of a sudden your, your courage goes down, your confidence goes down. And look what Elijah does. It says here that Elijah now runs and hides and he goes in a cave. Just like Abram in a tent. The most powerful prophet is now in a cave. And God tells him, I love this, in 1 Kings 19.10, God says, what are you doing here? What are you doing in here? His perspective was all of a sudden, oh no, the queen, what's her name? What's the queen's name? Jezebel. And then the king, they're going to kill me, oh no. And so now he hides in a cave. And God tells him, what are you doing in a cave? Look what Elijah says, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. In other words, I've been doing so much for you, God. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, God. Look at that. And now they're trying to kill me, too. Look at his phrases. He is running now. He's hiding in a cave. He's inside. And now he's saying, look, I'm the only one. There's nobody else like me. I'm the best. The Israelites are the worst. And so now I can't do it anymore. And so now I'm going to die. I, 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 I. I, I. Alam mo si I, I? 
When you begin to see phrases like that, when you begin to say, I'm the only one, I can't do this, I'm this, I'm that, I'm, 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 right? When you begin to, please understand, you probably have found yourself inside a tent. You've probably placed yourself inside a cave. You've probably placed yourself where now your eyes are not on God, but it's really quick on you. And if your eyes are on you, please understand, you are limited. You're limited. It's the end, of course, if it's just dependent on you. But what God says to Elijah, what are you doing in the cave? And God, just like Abram, takes him out of the cave. We got to get out of the cave. We got to see that God is greater than our perspective of the moment. God is greater than this perspective of pandemic. Come on now. God is greater. John 16, says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Please understand, sometimes we get stuck there. I've got trials, I've got problems, I've got sorrows. Yes and yes and amen. That's your perspective. But if you get the whole view, you will begin to see that God also says, take heart because I have overcome the world. I need somebody to say amen on that. What, what is the narrative you're telling yourself? You got to watch that narrative because we are the best convincers. <laughs> because once you convince yourself, it's hard for someone else to convince you. If you convince yourself like, fill in the blank. That means fill in the blank. <laughs> fill in the blank. The second thing that we got to get outside is not just outside our, our, our what? What was the first one? perspective but we got to get outside of our possibilities the possibility of us being in Virtus North was slim to none I was sitting at habitual coffee where I would sit before even thinking about Virtus North sitting outside the window and I was praying and I was saying God I, I want to be in Seda Hotel and I was like we're, we're trying to get in there then then it didn't happen, then we're trying to get into Virtus North. Then it didn't happen, and all of these things were playing with my emotions that I began to settle for something less. I was already preparing, we were looking at something less, and I was able to convince myself that it was good. Even though it was less, even though I didn't want it, I convinced myself. And I remember Pastor Mark, our executive pastor, told me, Hey Nolan, are you settling just because the next girl kissed you back? And I was like, I, I think so. I don't really like her, but she kissed me, so okay na siya, right? And then I, I, was, I was thinking, you know what? That God had greater plans more beyond what I thought was possible. Please understand, he took them outside and he said, look up at the sky. Count the stars. Please understand that statement is a statement of impossibility. You can't count the stars. You can't. There, uh, you would be there. One, two, three, four, five, six. Parang, I, I think I counted that. <laughs> you, there's no possible way 
to count the stars. And when you begin to tell God, God, there is no way I could count the stars, that's when God replies you with a gentle smile and says, exactly. Because what you think is possible is impossible with you, but it is possible with God. Somebody say amen. We got to let God take us outside. You got to let God take you outside. You got to let him take you outside and you count the stars. You begin to count the stars. When you look at the stars, I want you to know what do you see. I want you to look at star one, he is good. Star two, he is faithful. Star three, he is for me. Come on now. Star, star four, his grace is enough. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says that this is what scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Star 5, he is faithful even when I'm not faithful. I've only counted five stars and I'm amazed by God. So I look up into the stars and I see thousands. And when I see those thousands, I see a thousand character traits of God but I understand that even when I see the thousands there's hundreds of thousands I don't see and even if I imagine the hundreds of thousands there's trillions of thousands I still yet not see for I am a small dot in a small earth in a small solar system in a small Milky Way galaxy in a small there's so much greater and God tells Abram count the stars the last one is this we got to get outside of our own promises have you ever made your own promise to God how did it go <laughs> you ever make those promises Lord promise Lord promise you ever do that I know you <laughs> you ever do that? Lord God, I promise. If Lord, if you just do this, I promise. I've done so many. Especially for Vertis North. Lord, if you give me Vertis North, I promise. I even wrote out a covenant. I mean a contract and I signed it with my hand. I'm like, oh, I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise. How many times do we break our promises? God, I promise, but I don't know how, how many I've actually kept. But I'm so thankful that God's promises are not dependent on our promises. If you've been holding yourself back because of shame, it's not even on my notes, but I sense it. There's shame because you didn't accomplish a promise. There's shame because during this pandemic time, you slid back. There's shame because of this time, you're the one in the tent. There's shame because you've seen people on their Instagram looking like they got closer to God. But for you, it feels like you've been slipping away. Can I tell you that shame is not from God? Because even when you felt like you broke your promise, please understand God never broke His. Look at me, look at me. God never broke his promise for you. 
after he told Abram to look at the stars, he tells him, I'm going to make a covenant for you. Abram said, Sovereign Lord, how can I know that I'll gain possession of it? So the Lord said to him, bring me a heifer, a goat and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. I love this. You got to look at it. I'll give you the context later. Because a cow, goat, a lamb, three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. Abram brought all of them to him, cut them in two and arranged the halves opposite of each other. The birds, however, he did not cut in half. The birds came down, vultures trying to eat them, but Abram drove them away. See, what happens is in the context of this culture, that to make a promise or to make a covenant, that you would literally get a sacrificial animal and you would cut them in half. And there were different parts of an animal. What you can afford is part of your, like, it's, it's what you're promised. And God gets the whole array. So he gets the heifer, he gets the goat, he gets the lamb, he gets the bird. And he cuts them in half. And please understand, a promise is set in blood. A covenant is set in blood. There's a difference between a contract and a covenant. Because a contract can easily be voided. But a covenant cannot be once the blood is set. There are, there are, there, there are, there's going to be a problem. You got to stick to your covenant. So they would put that in. And then once they place the sacrifice, the two people who are going to be in that covenant will walk through. When they walk through, just imagine, this is bloody. This is bloody. You are walking through the blood of all these sacrificial animals. And you are making a covenant with each other to say, I promise my life that I will keep this covenant. So Abram and God, and God tells them to get this. They cut it in half. And then all of a sudden, Abram should be walking through. And God should be walking through. But look what happens in verse 17. When the sun had set and darkness had fallen, a smoking fire pot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. And on that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. Abram did not walk through the sacrifices. Abram did not walk through the covenant. You know why? Because it was not Abram's covenant to God. It was God's covenant to the people of God. And so God's representation of that fire pot and the torch walked through the sacrifice saying, hey, look, I placed my life on the line and I'm telling you, I will be faithful. I will keep my promise. I will bless the generations. I will be your God. Even when you fail, I am still faithful. Even when you drop the ball, I will still carry it. God can never break his promise. This is a game changer. He's a promise keeper, church. He's a promise keeper. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. When we get stuck inside our minds, when we get stuck inside the limits of our dreams, when we get stuck in a cave or in a tent, would you remind us, Lord God, that the promises are not dependent on what we can do, but the covenant has been placed by all that you can do. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, take us outside. Take us outside of our comfort zone. Take us outside of our sleep. 
Take us outside of our limited vision. Take us outside so that we can see again. To see beyond our perspective. To see beyond our own promises that we keep. To see, Lord God, that with you all things are possible. And Jesus, who comes into the world, Son of God. Remember Abram, this is all in the beginning. God tells him, I need you to get these animals that are three years old. And how long was Jesus' ministry? Three years. And instead of sacrificing these animals, now all of a sudden, God says, I want you to remember it. I did not forget it. I did not forget it. Yeah, Abram, imagine, that's long. That's long ago. It was so long ago that people started to be religious and just focus on trying to be good. But God said, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to remind you that instead of now the animals, I'm bringing my only son. So what did he do? He sacrificed himself. Shed his blood. And to this day, that blood is a promise for all of us. Lord, I want to see the stars. I can't count them all, but that's the point. I can't do everything, but that's the point. My capacity is only so limited, but that's the point. Because at the end of the day, you don't even want me to try to accomplish things for you. You want me to just be in communion with you. Because you've accomplished everything for me. So no longer is the perspective that I have to. But now I get to. So maybe you're here today. You forgot him. You lost sight. You thought it was a contract. That because you broke it, the contract's broken. But it's a covenant. And you were never signing. Oh, God signed it. He said, look, 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 I will forgive you of all your sins. I will give you a plan and a purpose. I will show you that your last breath on earth will be your first breath in heaven. Because I made a covenant with you. But if you do not want to accept this covenant, that's fine. But it's open. It's free. You just got to come and receive. And so wherever you are at right now, receive now. Jesus name receive it receive it no more shame receive the forgiveness of God receive the grace receive the promise Holy Spirit now in the name of Jesus let them receive it you sense that in your heart this the breaking of the chains the breaking of the shell the breaking of the walls receive it if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior because he sacrificed his life over 2,000 years ago and that promise is a promise today no longer do we have to earn our salvation. No longer do we have to earn the love of God. No, all we need to do is receive. If you want to receive, would you just pray this with me? Lord, I want to get outside of myself. I want to see again. So I receive you into my life. I receive your covenant. 
that you signed with your blood over 2,000 years ago when Jesus died on the cross for me. So now I receive salvation. I receive healing. I receive freedom. In Jesus' name, I have faith to see. Come on, church. Give God a praise right now. Have faith to see. Hey, look, if you prayed that prayer and you received God, you received that covenant once again, come on, let us know. Step outside of yourself. Step outside of your comfort zone. Get into the chat box right now. Just type in, I receive Jesus. I'm outside. Thanks for joining us and for listening to Inspire Church Metro Podcast. Stay in the loop by checking inspiremetro.live.